What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review and nerd news podcast. That's right, you're tuned in to the 3FN Podcast. Of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, we will be reviewing Beast. But first, we'll be talking some nerd news. But before we get to all that, I am your host, Rich. And... The nerds are kind of all here. <laughs> there's a long story about it. If you're on Patreon, you'll know the reason. But there's only one here in studio currently talking. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'll introduce you to my co-host. He is the man that just today single-handedly beat the living shit out of four different robbers. I should say would-be robbers because you got them all. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ron. Yo, this is my house, motherfuckers. My house. <laughs> you got to pay them taxes, Yo, bitch. you got taxes to pay. You got them taxes to pay. Uh, we may or may not be joined by hashtag Big Natty Cool Diesel himself. Unfortunately, uh, some things happened. <laughs> we kind of explained to the Patreon, so we can't really put it out there a little bit. Uh, but uh, just know everybody is safe and okay. But if he ends up joining at some point in Juncture... You've been warned. <laughs> but, uh, Ron, how's your week been? Uh, week's been good. Can't really complain. Uh, we got, I think we finally figured out the leak in the bathroom. So after getting the ceiling put up in the kitchen, uh, it was still leaking. So we had to cut back into the new ceiling. But I think it worked. We'll find out tomorrow probably or a little bit later when I take an actual shower. Uh-huh. And, you know, other than that, that's been fine. Uh, cleaned up the house because I have the dog sit coming up. And I don't need Dirk eating anything else, because Dirk has a habit of eating things. So the house got cleaned. Did stuff. So, so that's a plus. Uh, we had our Wednesday group as normal. And yeah, I'm telling you, if you want to play the numbers, taking a human ranger at level one and taking the feet as the variant and just doing sharpshooter, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like It's the cheat code. Oh, it, it's one of the cheat codes. Um, like, we had an encounter with... Uh, uh, where we were traveling to the next part uh, to the of the campaign, we had to go to a, a hub or something, mm-hmm. and in the and we meet you know tax collectors ah. on the road, you know, aka bandits, saying that we had to pay a toll, and I'm just like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So the you know, toll is your life. And then uh, our fighter, who is a uh, the lion in from one of the magic books. Uh, yeah, he just like, yep, I go right after the chief, and I just clock him with my warhammer and knock him off his horse. And then, of course, I just run over and just say, well, he's he's laying on the ground, right? He's like, yep. I'm like, ah, so that's disadvantage, or that's advantage on me, so definitely minus, taking the minus on this, and just cold shot him in the head on the ground. Take that bitch <laughs> Take out. Take that. And then just start taking out everybody else just one arrow at a time. It's stupid. Hey, <laughs> sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It's it's crazy. They, so, like I said, they thought they were being they were going to rob you. Instead, eh. they were robbed of their lives. Oh, and I got and I took his daggers. Ooh, you, they, so you robbed him. Period. Oh, and he's got like different names on them all. And the last one is named the Tickler. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that, <laughs> that one's going to be used on something. Somebody's going to get the tickler right up the bum bum <laughs> if, if I had to make a prediction. Yes. Uh, with that being said, uh, my week has been pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed my last, uh, this past weekend, being a relaxing one. As uh, you guys well know, I'm going to be going up to Sci-Fi Horror Fest. I am the event manager up there. So I'll be going up there. I'll be heading Vernon, New York on Thursday. The event starts on Friday uh, at 3 p.m. But I have to go up there on Thursday, do setup, get people from the airport, 
then of course Friday I have to be there for the vendors to come in and at 3 p.m. you know I have to be a part of the event Saturday events going on and Sunday so I really this past week just tried to relax caught a couple movies uh, obviously if you're on patreon patreon.com slash 3fm podcast you already have the exclusive review of bodies 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 myself and Ron caught that on Sunday and did a little recording right after of course we caught beast which is the uh, 3fm movie club review in the second half of the show so and we've been you know I Kept it low key, watched some wrestling, you know, recorded some podcasts, recorded 607 TWS recording here. We're doing 3FN After Dark on Wednesday for the patrons. So I got got, got my work cut out for me, but uh, I'm excited. So I, I think it's been a good week and I hope everybody at home also had a good week. Uh, with that being said, before we can go any further, uh, we need to take care of some business and do some of those opening plugs. Of course, the best way to find out about everything about the 3FN Podcast is to go to 3FNPodcast.com. That's right. 3FNPodcast.com has all your information you need. And by the way, we revamped it a little bit if you go and check it out. It's not in its completed form yet, but it's been revamped. There is a player there to hear the 3FN Podcast. There's a player there to hear 607TWS and find out more about 607TWS. There's links for friends of the show like the ODPH, and there's even a player that you can play the Ultra Duro Parlay Hour Podcast right from 3FNPodcast.com. How crazy is that? We have uh, a section for the the musical acts that provide us with their music, including the band that does our opening theme each and every week. Of course, that is Shout at the Robots. Give them a shout out, but check all of them out and their links are all there. We also have uh, the link to the Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FM podcast for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. And of course, the link to our T Public store to buy some swag and help us out. And I can tell you this week, there will be some new swag showing up at uh, T Public. So make sure you click on that link and check out the new swag. Uh, there's a couple of new shirts popping up, and there's going to be even more in the upcoming weeks and months. But we got a couple of new ones coming up, including the new logo T. Also, on top of that, there is a link to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash podcast. Make sure you're following us over there when we go live so you know when we go live. And last but certainly not least, there's the local sponsors. Giving them a quick shout out. Of course, our good friends here at Dragon Master Games, who provides us with the 8122 Production Studios from all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs. Make sure to visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And of course, when you're ready to put the pride back into your ride, take it over to Rex and Rod's Auto Detailing. And at Rex to Rod's, you can get their information over there on Facebook. Also, it's uh, 607-644-3389. Give them a call and tell them that the three FN podcast sent ya. Do do, and if you forget any of that, of course, it's in the liner notes to the show because three FN podcast.com is it's just easy. That's it. That's all it is. There's that's there. The Twitter, so much. The easier. Instagram, the links to the show, everything. One stop shop. It's a beautiful one stop shop that we are still doing some stuff to, but. It is uh, looking a little more snazzy. You probably haven't checked it out yet because I didn't tell you to check it out. But uh, because it's obviously our website, but it's got a new green and black thing like our uh, our show. And there's a new the new logos are up and there's new you know descriptions. When I was was on it, you must have just changed the green and black because when I was on it, it was still orange. Yeah, red or whatever it was. It was orange. Orange, yeah. But now we've got all the new logos up. We got the uh, some new new things going on, and there's more to be added soon. So. I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Yeah, I might get some of that work done at the night times if I can't sleep at uh, uh, Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Nah, you'll be fine. You'll sleep. You'll pass out like a little baby. Uh, Well, I mean, I'll be fine. I'm just saying that uh, maybe I'll be amped up, pumped up from the event, baby. Woo! All full of testosterone and nothing to do. Just be careful. Art the Clown's going to be there. Ah, yes, yes. Art the Clown will be there. He's waiting for Diesel on Saturday. (laughs) Patiently waiting for Diesel on Saturday. With that being said, though, let's... uh, Enough for the banter. Let's give the folks what they want. It's time for...
this week's edition of the Nerd News. Bing, bang, boom. And for Diesel, thing, fang, foom. Yeah, he's not here, but he's here in spirit. Well, well he's, he's actually <laughs> physically in the same building as us. But uh, once again, I, I wish I could tell you guys what was going we, on. We maybe cannot. in the future, but we cannot divulge it right now. As of right now, we cannot. Yes, yes. But it's nothing bad. Well, it's nothing bad for us. I should just say it that much. So are you ready to talk some nerd let's news? Talk. Ronald. Yes. Uh, let's start off the nerd news talking about, once again, the curse of 3FN. As everybody knows, we record on Mondays. Yes. And the show comes out on Tuesdays. And it seems like every time there's a big trailer, it always drops on Tuesday. Every time. And it's the same here as Netflix dropped the big trailer for Cobra Kai Season 4, yes. which I know we're all... Season 5. Season 5, sorry. I can't yeah. believe we're already on the fifth season. Yeah. Uh, we are already waiting for with bated breath. Yeah, because I forget the ones that were done on YouTube. That's why. Yeah, the first... Well, there was two. The first yeah. two seasons yeah. on YouTube, and then there's two seasons on Netflix. So this is, yeah. yeah. So anyways, with that being said, though, the trailer came out. The trailer looks very good. The trailer's picking up right where we left everybody off in the world of Cobra Kai. Uh, you see that uh, Silver is now taking over all of the valley with different Cobra Kais. Yep. We get a clue that Johnny, not only did he close up Eagle Talon. Yes. Or Eagle Fang, sorry. It was Eagle Fang Karate. Uh, yes, not only Eagle did he cry, cr close up Eagle Fang, he is now an Uber driver. <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever their world Uber is. In a Mustang. Uh, well, no, it was a van. Oh, he, he was oh, in a terrible has, van with right. the Eagle Fangs logos that's on right. it. That's yeah. right. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we see him, uh, the funny line of uh, there was a complaint that the car smelled like beer. And he was like, of course the car smells like beer. There's beer in the car. <laughs> like, I, not, I, don't I can't believe he plays so stupid. It's like, so good. It's so it's good. Like, it's so, like... Just like this, you know, I get it to show, but like you just think to yourself, there can't be people out there in this world like this, but you know, there are people out there in this world like this. And that's what's mm -hmm. just, just amazing. You find out the Miyagi-Do is also closing. Uh, Daniel-san is keeping his word and closing the, the Miyagi-Do. You find that all at the beginning. And then Silver's bringing in all these mercenary uh, senseis, if you will, to go to all these different karate locations all over the valley. Yep. And somewhere in the mix, we get chosen speaking with Daniel, and they say, "Hey, we cannot let this go on." There's a fight at the water park. Mm -hmm. uh, we see that uh, the kids, the former Miyagi Do kids, are getting bullied still by the Cobra Kai kids. There's a little fight there, and the next thing you know, hey, we've got to stop this somehow. So Chosen is here, which we found out at the end of last season. Chosen was coming. Yep. So Chosen comes here. Danielson says, "Hey, we got to do something." By the end of the trailer, all three Sensei Lawrence uh, is back. Everybody's back on what was Miyagi Do. I don't know if they're calling it the same, but they can't. Uh, there is a tease at some point in juncture that they go into a, a, a dojo and somebody says, uh, you know, Sensei Lawrence says to him, hey, uh, the adult class is, you know, on Wednesday or whatever. Yeah. And the guy goes, I'm not here for the adult class. I'm here to teach a lesson. Yep. So there's some kind of, we don't see the guy. Could it be somebody from the past in the franchise? Who knows? We'll find out in the season. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't honestly didn't see that part because I didn't get to see the whole thing. Sorry, man. No, no, no. Well, but that, that I, so there. I don't know what the voice is, so I couldn't tell you who I think it is. And then we get the Netflix announcement that, of course, season five is dropping on September the 9th. Yep. 
So get ready for that because I'm going to know I'm going to binge watch that. But after, after there's a little end to the credits, we get to find out what is happening with everybody's favorite sensei, Sensei Crease in jail. And the uh, his, uh, his counselor in there, for lack of a better term, is saying, oh, it looks like you're getting along really well with the inmates. And they're intersplicing this of him beating people up in jail. Yes. And he's like, yeah, I make friends very easily. <laughs> he's so good. It's, it's great. So, so Martin good. Cove being back, we're going to get to see what's going on in jail. I am assuming at some point in Juncture, the good guys are going to have to make a deal with the devil and bring on Sensei Crease yeah. to kind of equal the odds. We'll find out, though. Yeah, because he, he's going to want obviously Cobra revenge, Kai, revenge, and Cobra Kai back and all that stuff. So yeah, you're gonna ha- you're going to have to bring him in, and that's probably you know how it's going to play out. And it's one of those things, and it, it, that's what the one thing about this whole franchise has been doing is showing that not well, like every all the training that they're doing, not just one training is the right training. Like you, to be a better fighter, you need to. Uh, acquire more from different senseis because they did you know they've done it through every other season they're like oh here you go you need to learn this you need to do this you need to jump here and i think it's a, it's a solid storyline I, I go probably you know like the same eight nine episodes as they usually do and get in get out and hope you know wait until season six because i really believe they said they got up to season seven in mind and right now i don't think netflix is going to let that stop absolutely well i can't wait yeah. This is one of those shows that is the reason why I keep Netflix. This is one of those reasons why I, you know, bite the bullet and pay that $17 a month, which I got to stop doing. Yeah, yeah. mine's <laughs> 21 because I got... Oh, yeah, I got the extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And with that being said, you know, I, I'm going to keep it through this because obviously I love some Cobra Kai and I cannot wait. And this trailer gave me... I'm not going to watch any other trailers if they come out because this no. gave me what I wanted. I don't want anything else spoiled. I want to go in and watch this and enjoy it. Cannot wait. And if you're like me, September 9th, make sure you've marked it on your calendars coming to Netflix. Uh, next, speaking of Netflix, though, Ron, uh, Ryan Johnson had a huge hit in 2019 with Knives Out. Yes. Remember the uh, movie starring so Daniel Craig as Detective Benoit Blanc? So good. Guess what? Remember, we talked about this back in March of 2021, a long time ago. Yes. Knives Out got purchased for two sequels to Netflix for $469 million. That's a lot of money. And since then, we haven't heard too much. No. We knew they were filming the sequel, but we haven't heard a ton about the sequel. Until now. As we have found out when Knives Knives Out sequel will be coming, and the name will be coming to Netflix. Are you ready for the name first? Yes. It is called Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Sounds good to me. Now, with that being said, the first time anybody's going to get a chance to see this is in about a month from now at the Toronto International Film Festival. So I'm assuming we're going to get a trailer between now and Toronto. Yeah, and I think I got my tickets. Seriously, I'm going. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I know I you're not. I wish. But you know when you will be seeing this, Ken? Or Ron? Sorry, yeah. I called you Ken. That's fine. It's only happened twice in this week. <laughs> the highly anticipated sequel is set to arrive on Friday, December 23rd to Netflix. Nice. So... Two days before Christmas, the yeah. day before Christmas Eve, on a Friday, nice. we are going to get Glass Onion, I like a Knives Out mystery. How are you feeling about it? I like that actually a lot because it saves me from watching the stupid same old Christmas movies. 
I'm good with, I'm good with it. Like, it'll be what I it'll be what I watch. <laughs> but we're going to be keeping our eyes open. I'm assuming before Toronto, we'll get a trailer because they usually do stuff like that when yeah. a film's going to yeah. a film festival. And then I'm sure we're going to hear a whole lot about it coming out of Toronto. I'm going to try to stay away from spoilers, but uh, hopefully it's uh, good news. Yeah. And then I'll be uh, waiting as well for December 23rd because I'm I'm very muchly excited to see Ryan Johnson's next take at Knives Out. Yeah. Of course, we do know that uh, the cast is coming back especially Daniel Craig, which is the most important part. Yeah, and at least I won't ruin the thing at the end like I did for the people in the movie theater. Ayo. Because I literally did say, oh shit, the knife. <laughs> <laughs> also, the movie was called Knives Out. I'm just, yeah. I'm just making a joke. All right, so now we're done with Netflix. We're going to jump over to Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney+, Plus released an announcement trailer this week for Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return, a new behind-the-scenes documentary about the production of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which will stream on the platforming platformer beginning on September 8th. Uh, tracing the journey to bringing Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan back to fans for the first time since Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, the documentary is one of a number of Disney Plus's day releases. We'll get to the second one. Because obviously there's a second one. Yes. How are you feeling about this documentary, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return? I'm fine with it. I don't usually watch too much of the behind-the-scenes stuff like this just because I've already watched this series and I pretty much know how everything's gone. So I really don't... Like, it's not the fact that I don't care. It's just there's just so much stuff else out there to watch that I'm just behind. It is definitely something, you know, if I'm doing something and I just want background noise, it will be definitely something I put on. But, like, we kind of already know how it went. They're just trying to get more hype for other news. And, you know, I loved Obi-Wan Kenobi, not going to lie. There's just some stupid things in there that I just went, eh. And the other thing is, it's Obi-Wan. Like, it's a prequel to New Hope. So, like, nobody felt endangered to me in this right. drawback. But I, I get you. But you know what? I, I was a fan. The show yeah, was still yeah. good. I like these documentaries, so I'll definitely be tuning yeah, in. I'd like to see the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be background noise for me. Well, the second piece of that news, when they said that they had more coming out on September 8th, they do, because also premiering on Disney Plus on September 8th is Thor Love and Thunder. Of course, we enjoyed Thor Love and Thunder. We found it very entertaining. Are you excited to be able to see it again on Disney Plus? Yes, because I didn't make it back for the second viewing in the theaters. Ah, I so, did. I did see it twice in the theaters. I should, I should have went the second time. Very good. I enjoyed it. I, yeah. Like I said, it wasn't the best superhero movie. Very entertaining and enjoyable, though. That's going to bring us to our last piece of business here in the nerd news. And that, of course, is the ongoing saga of Warner Brothers Discovery. I know you're sense. pumped. Since the Warner Brothers Discovery merger closed earlier this year, the conglomerate has been canceling movies and television shows week after week in an effort to consolidate the two businesses. Earlier this month, uh, David uh, Zasloff, uh, sent Batgirl to the chopping block despite the film having already completed principal photography though it's been said shows like Peacemaker and even the long gestating Green Lantern Corps series were safe one new insider says anything at the studio can be axed at any moment's notice here's the quote those shows are safe as of right now one HBO Max source recently told Deadline but no projects are completely safe everything's being evaluated they're going to be looking at them all everything's being driven by finance right now so just because it's safe today doesn't mean they don't take another look and say maybe the tax write-off would be better shortly after the Batgirl news broke Warner Brothers Discovery laid off roughly 14% of the workforce at HBO Max given the news the platform will eventually merge with Discovery Plus uh 
Our ambition, this is a quote, by the way, our ambition is to bring Warners back to produce great high-quality films. And as we look at the opportunities that we have broadly, DC is one of the top of the list for us. As I've explained during the company's Q2 earnings call earlier this month, you look at Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. These are brands that are known everywhere in the world. The ability to drive those all over the world with great story is a big opportunity for us. The executive went on to say that DC is one of the company's biggest pieces of IP and that it was currently undergoing to reset uh, the shape of DC films into a formidable competitor to Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've heard that shit before. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that a little bit last week or the week before. How are you feeling about the new insider saying that nothing is safe at Warner Brothers Discovery? Well, yeah, that's already been proven. Like, yes. I've already explained this. Discovery has... A certain amount of time where they can write things off and get X amount of money. Hence why Batgirl has been written off even though it was completed and they probably would have at least broke even. But they have a certain amount of time to do it. So they're trying to cut corners. Things that were going to cost X amount of money that haven't been in production yet, they can easily cut for now. Maybe later have an idea to do it again. But that's not going to cost them any money. So they're just like boom, boom, boom. It's what they're doing discovery is trying to take over completely discovery like it or not has always been the little engine that could because it's stuck around with okay tv shows reality tv shows you know the ice road trucker you know all those stuff that everybody yeah. watched and uh, me included and now they're they have their mainstream and they still want to continue doing what they were doing but now they're sitting there going like we don't want the headache of all this other stuff so it, it is what it is. It's we'll just gotta see what happens after the bomb is blown, and see what the rubble lies. Oh, absolutely, I agree with you completely. Uh, I I just think the fact that not everything is uh, safe here is 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 a hard uh, pill to swallow. I'm yeah. hoping that some things will be safe and will be all lined up as it comes to fruition. Yes. With that being said, that is the end of this week's nerd news. But don't you fret, this half of the show isn't over, because when the nerd news ends... Let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome back to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. We've got a pretty quiet box office for this week. Coming in at number five, DC League of Super Pets with $5.7 million. Okay. Number four, still making all the money in the world, Top Gun Maverick with another 5.9. And it just surpassed Infinity War yep. as the fifth highest grossing film of all time. That's yes. insane. Yeah. Uh, number three, Bullet Train for its third week with another $8 million. That will not be surpassing Infinity War. <laughs> no. Ugh. It's far away from it, but it was still an entertaining film. You can go back a couple episodes and hear our review of it. Uh, debuting at number two this week, Beast with $11.6 million. That's the movie that we will be talking about in the 3FN Movie Club in the second half of the show. Oh, okay. And number one with $20.1 million. I will do both the title that I have here and what it actually is. Dorogon Boro, Supa, Supa, Hero, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> that was not, it was Dragon Ball Z Superhero, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Superhero, Hero or something. Yeah, that's how it comes up yeah, on Super, 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 Super Hero. <laughs> yeah. 
which that they, they gave you the Japanese version, yeah. which is fine. Uh, IMDb which is always trying to be fancy. It's definitely the movie we should have watched to go see either without those other two. Yes, <laughs> I, I agree with Ronald. I have no interest in seeing Dragon Ball Z, but I've heard this nothing but good things about this movie. I, yeah. Everyone that's seen it, I know, has really loved it. Once again, not only have I heard nothing but good things about it, I'm just going to give you a little spoiler alert here. It would have been the better choice this week. Yeah. I, the, the two movies I did yeah. see. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. I might actually go tomorrow. I might have to see just a palate cleanse, if <laughs> yeah. you will. Uh, Diesel, with that, what is the upcoming films looking like? Well, if you need a palate cleanse, 3,000 Years of Longing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is uh, the better Idris Elba movie. <laughs> oh, oh, I joke, I joke, I keed, I keed. Uh, the Invitation. Uh, which we were going to see next week, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> and The Good Boss. And then The Good m- Boss? That's not, that's a myth. <laughs> and then the following week, I'm actually really excited for this movie, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. I'm sure that you are excited for this movie. That, for whatever reason, this trailer, like, this looks This fun. is the Tiffany Haddish film, yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm actually going to see it as well. Yeah. Um, also coming out next week, Burial and Waiting for Bojangles. You know, we might have to, the following week, we might have to do that as the review, because it does sound <laughs> like a, it looks like a fun movie. Yeah. I got to be honest. And Tiffany Haddish kills it. Let's be honest. Mm, She's oh, fucking yeah. hilarious. Uh, so shout outs there. So that might be your 3FM Movie Club review and uh, not this next upcoming week, but the week after when it comes out. All right, Diesel, that means we're waiting on bated breath for the three fat nerds, you know, signature, the piece that resistance, the top three. All right. This week, we're going with one of the classic stories, Man versus Beast. What are your favorite Man versus Beast movies? So I'm, insurin- I'm, I'm assuming, I almost said that wrong, that uh, this is directly related to the fact that the 3FN Movie Club review is a beast, right? Yes. Yeah. I knew you would put these slick ones. <laughs> God damn it. We could have done heist movies. I'm going to say this. Number three on my list is going to actually be a, a, an underrated film, and it's going to also be a shout-out for a rest in peace. And, of course, that is Lake Placid. R.I.P. Betty White, baby. So good. Woo! Uh, number two. Uh, on the list is going to be Godzilla. I do believe what 2014, uh, the first that kicked off the monster verse. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, yeah. uh, we we had some some awesome people in that movie. I mean, you're not awesome saying, people. You're not talking about the 2000 or the 1999. No, movie. we're not talking about the Matthew Broderick trash ball. We're talking about the actual good sorry. Godzilla film. And then uh, my number one, and it's been my number one for a long time. I got to see it again in the theaters because uh, thankfully it was on before Jurassic World, Dominion. But Jurassic Park is my number one of all time. Ronald. Uh, number three is uh, The Ghost in the Darkness. Ooh. I, well, we, we saw the worst version of that. Yes. Hi-oh. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> We're giving away too much on this. <laughs> I mean, it, it is uh, very well done. Yeah. I, like, it is a solid movie back in the day. Uh, number two is going with uh, Eight Legged Freaks. Ooh, Ooh very that, good one. I, that, David under, Arquette. Yeah, David Arquette, very underrated comedy. It's a comedy horror one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I liked it. I'm putting it at number one. I know the ending is very bleh, but it's Liam Neeson in The Gray. The Gray. Okay. I, I, I like The Gray. I know the ending stops where the short story ends, so it's very, uh, this could have happened, that could have happened. But, you know. Yay. You like what you like. That's your top three. Diesel, what's your top three? All right. Coming in at number three, we are going with the uh, the recent reboot trilogy of the uh, Planet of the Apes. Oh, Ooh, very nice. Very good. Uh, number two, we are going to go with uh, the uh, classic John Goodman film. Um, as someone who doesn't like horror, I did enjoy this movie as a kid. Arachnophobia. Oh, oh yes. So the, the original version of Eight-Legged Freaks. Yeah. The less comedic one, too. <laughs> Although they both are funny. They're both dark yes. comedies. But uh, Arachnophobia is definitely the more... 
serious if you weep. Yes. And then number one, neither of you guys claimed it, so I'll take the the the, the layup. Jaws. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I figured somebody was going to take Jaws. That's why I took Jurassic yeah. Park. So I mean, that's yeah. always going to be on someone's list. But with that being said, though, that was a great top three, gentlemen. Well, with that being said, that's going to also take us out of Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. You know what that means? It's time for a little break ski. After the break, though, we'll be back with the second half of the show, and more importantly, the three FN movie club review of Beast. This is Jill Whitlow from Night of the Creeps, and you are listening to the incredible, vivacious, three fat nerds. Step in a little social landmines, you got depression with self-medication. I'm dying to some real bad headlines, the commas the kids getting smashed on the front line. So take it with that decision, it's this one decision in every way. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. Of course, it's time for the second half of the show, and that means it's time for the three FN Movie Club Review. And of course, this week, we are reviewing Beast. But before we jump into that, I do want to make a slight show note for everybody out there. So, last week, we discussed that next week's 3FN Movie Club Review was going to be for the movie Invitation. The Invitation, which is coming out this upcoming week. However... It was reminded to me after saying that by because I thought I had a whole nother week. It was reminded to me by Diesel that we I am not going to be available to watch this film because of Sci-Fi Horror Fest. So we are going to put that on the back burner. We may do that as a bonus episode for everybody. So that won't just be a Patreon exclusive. That will be a bonus episode for everybody because I know myself and Ron and maybe even Diesel want to see the movie still. So with that being said, next week's 3FN Movie Club review will be what we were originally going to do for the Patreon only show. And that is We Love Movies, where we review movies from the past, and we and now we pick them from our patrons' picks. So we're going to review Angus next week for the 3FN Movie Club Review. It's easier for me to watch Angus in my hotel room uh, at nighttime after the events get over than it is for me to try to get to a movie theater. Sexy times. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, so hopefully I like it as much as when I was a kid, because I, I have a fear that that's one of those movies because of the content that I'm not going to like as much as an adult, but it, I, it's got a place in my heart as a child. Spoiler, last time I watched it was probably close to a decade ago, so in my mid-20s. It's held up surprisingly well. Like it, It's a good story. Okay, so hopefully yeah. next week when we do the review, we're giving you all good stuff, but who knows? With that being said, though, you don't have to worry about that until next week. What's on the table for this week, of course, is the brand new Idris Elba film, Beast. And uh, we went to see it this past week, and we're going to break it down as we always do here in the 3FM Movie Club. So that means we are going spoiler-free at first. We'll give you the Google synopsis to see how right or wrong it is. Then we will also give you uh, who's in the movie, you know, who directed the movie, all the, all the little stats, if you will, before going to our spoiler-free thumbs-up, thumbs-in-the-middle, or thumbs-down recommendation. Then... We'll play that spoiler alert, and we'll get into the full review 
then play the game and of course ending with the nerd score and my critic score for beast gentlemen are you ready to jump into this one so google says this as the synopsis and you guys can agree or disagree and let me know how recently widowed dr nate daniels and his two teenage daughters by the way it is just now that i realized his name was nate daniels oh yeah yeah i caught that in the credits they Uh. never say it Okay. And his two teenage daughters travel to South African game reserve managed by Martin Battles, an old family friend and wildlife biologist. By the way, I knew his name was Martin because it was Uncle Marty, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, However, what begins as a journey of healing soon turns into a fearsome fight for survival when a lion, a survivor of a bloodthirsty poachers, begins stalking them. What do you guys think about that synopsis? I would go see that movie. <laughs> is that the movie we watched, though, is a question? No. No. <laughs> uh, obviously, we don't want to spoil the film, but yeah, that was a little off. By the way, I did not know his name until just now. Yeah. Nope, I caught that the credits, Dr. Nate Daniels. This ah, never comes up at all. Nope. Never comes up other than that. Ah. It sounds like a great job. Great job. All right, let's talk about uh, the director of this film. The director of the film was Baltzar Komarker. I hope I said his name right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Uh, he is uh, most known for uh, directing Jar City, Two Guns. Well, sorry, he's a producer at Jar City. He directed Two Guns. You remember that? That was the Mark uh, Wahlberg Denzel Washington vehicle. Well, no, I don't remember. that You don't one. remember that one at all? No, I I should with that amount of star power. I've never heard of that movie. I think I, I think I heard it, but I never watched it. No. That is crazy. You guys don't remember. I do remember that movie. So he directed uh, that movie. Uh, he also directed The Deep. Okay. Contraband, Inhale, White Night Wedding. So there's quite a bit of... Uh, he's, he's, he's done 17 directorial, uh, but I think the biggest known would be Two Guns Before Beast. Uh, next up, we will have the writers of this film. Uh, the writers of this film... First of all, the story was done by Jamie Permock Sullivan... And uh, I got to say this about Miss Sullivan. I had put up a tweet, and you guys can go back and watch this, or read this, I should say, on Twitter, at 3FM Podcast on Twitter. I put up a tweet after we got out of the theater uh, where I compared this movie, which I can, uh, will be doing again because this is spoiler-free. I compared the movie of a mix between Cujo and Jaws the Revenge, <laughs> to which I woke up after going to sleep and have her like and comment that said that is exactly how I pitched this movie. So I'm going to be fair. I gave this an extra point when I give my critic score because I I discerned what this movie was about without knowing. Congratulations to me. But uh, anyways, Jamie Premack Sullivan did the uh, screen uh, did the story for this. Uh, she is best known for her work on uh, Breaking In. Remember that that was the uh, the fam the, the black family that moved next to the white neighbor. The white neighbor broke in the house. Oh yeah, yeah she wrote that movie. Good movie, by the way. Yes. Uh, before we do Beast Fear Follows and she's executive produced on most of these movies as well including uh, consulting on uh, Jersey Bell so she's got a, a nice little list on IMDB the actual screenplay though the adapted part from the story was written by Ryan Engel Ryan Engel is most known for Rampage The Commuter Nonstop and Breaking In. So he worked with her on Breaking In as yep. well, hence why he's back on this. Uh, he's also directed films. He's also been the... Uh, most of his credits come for being writer or screenplay. So pretty cool to know that. Uh, let's talk about the cast, shall we? Of course, uh, we all know the star of this movie. There's one star that everybody knows, everybody loves, and that, of course is Idris Elba, who we just found out played Dr. Nate Sullivan. Uh, If you don't know Idris Elba, uh, you probably know him from such shows as Luther 
And of course, Diesel's near and dear. And you'll always know him for... The Wire. That is right. He was also in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, he made an appearance in Thor Love and Thunder. No spoiler there. Uh, Mandela, The Losers. Of course, Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> amongst other films. And of course, he's in the, he, was, he was Knuckles in the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and the Suicide Squad. And uh, coming up, as you heard from Diesel, he's uh, the Jin in 3,000 Years of Longing. Yep. So uh, he's got another movie coming out this year, and we all love Idris Elba. Also in this movie, we had, and I, I've, I'm sorry if I butcher some names, we had Alaya Buya Gango. Uh, she, this was her first film. Yes. First film. She, uh, she played uh, Cutoffs. Don't quit your day job. Uh, playing Keys, we had Martin Monroe. He was in uh, Mufi, Black Sails, and Warrior. Also, uh, we had Daniel Hadbi as playing Abduya. By the way, Abduya was only in this fucking movie for brief moments of time. And how does he get credited in this ahead of Charlita Copley? I have no clue, but I, I swear to he got. He, by the way, I'll show you in a minute. He was actually credited ahead of Idris Elba. And I just named him. I did it first because Idris Elba was obviously the fucking star of this yeah. film. But if you uh, know Mr. Abduya, he was in uh, District 9, Dread, Invictus. He's been in a lot of movies. He's actually a pretty good actor. I, I actually dig him a lot. But look at this. Look, I, am I making this up? Look where Idris Elba is on this fucking list. Jesus Christ. Everybody's in front of fucking Idris Elba. Uh, seriously. Uh, like, like Chippo is in front of Idris Elba, played by uh, Chris Galaxaba. And I don't even think that he was even that important. Let's get into the important characters, though. Lee Jeffries plays Nora Samuels, one of uh, the daughters. She was also in Percy Jackson, and uh, she was in Rel and Something. So she's been in a few movies. Also in this movie, we had a uh, very short, uh, or sorry, we have Mare, call her Mare, not Meredith, played by y- Ayana Haley. And she was in This Is Us, uh, Abbott Elementary, Licorice Pizza. That's where yes. I do remember her from. Uh, in the wig shop. It's, they were selling the waterbeds originally, yep. if you remember, Ron. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, as far as this concerns for us, because I'm not going into the whole set, we had Charlotte Copley playing uh, the role of, the only role that I liked in this movie, <laughs> Marty, Uncle Marty. Uh, you know him from District 9. I know that's where yep. Diesel knows him from mostly. Uh, he was he played the voice of Chappie in Chappie. Yep. Uh, he was also in Hardcore... <laughs> he was he was in Hardcore Henry. I don't know if you remember Hardcore yes. Henry. It was the one with the... First yeah. point of view. And of course, he was Murdoch in The A-Team, yep. in the yes. 2010 movie The A-Team. Amongst a million other movies, he's actually a super good actor. I really do enjoy his work. Quite a bit. Hopefully we see him in District 10. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, which is on it's on the table. It's in works. So with that being said, that's who acted in this film. Let's get to the recommendations. Are you guys ready? Ron, starting with you. Is it thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, spoiler free why? Thumbs down. Don't bother. Don't even, if it's on a streaming service, don't bother. To, to, to say, watch something else. Okay. Diesel? Thumbs down. Um... Yeah, can't recommend this movie. If you want to watch a movie with a similar plot that's done well, watch The Ghost in the Darkness. Yes. Do not waste your time with this, though. I am also going to go with thumbs down. Once again, my spoiler-free synopsis of this film is if you mix Cujo, which is great, with Jaws the Revenge. And obviously that was what the story writer was going for. And I feel bad because she's a very lovely woman. However... I don't think she realizes that Jaws the Revenge is not a good movie. No. <laughs> By any stretch of any imagination. So with that being said, let's talk about this movie in a spoiler way. So if you have not seen Beast 
and you want to see it before hearing spoilers, this is your time to stop the podcast and come back later to hear this review. However, if you don't if you don't care to see Beast and you, you just want to hear us, or you've seen it already and want to know our opinion, this is where you get to stay on because we're entering the spoiler zone. All right, gentlemen, you know how we do the good, the bad, the good, the bad, and then we get to the game and the review. So let's start off with things we liked about Beast. And I'm going to kick it off like I kicked it off on the bodies, bodies, bodies one, Ron. It was in focus. Yeah. Actually, let's kick it off with the real one. I do have a real one. The CGI in this actually was very good. Uh, the 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 lion I thought was I, compared to most movies I thought the lion CGI was great I'm not talking about how they did not uh, uh, do him up after being lit on fire that's another that's going to be a complaint for later but the actual look it looked kind of realistic for the, the most part the predator lion yes the other lions no oh yeah I yeah, agree the pride agree. of lions was there was something off I can't exactly put what was off about it but you could tell i'll tell you what was off it looked like a fucking picture that was moving behind another picture but whatever i was just going by the main line but yes the main line was great withstanding they should have done some better special effects at the end we'll talk about that with with my negatives but yeah i thought for the most part the cgi looked good there um also i loved uh i love mr copley playing uh, uncle marty uncle marty was pretty good he was badass i liked uncle marty yeah and especially when you find out he's a motherfucking killer, bro. <laughs> he's got all the balls in the world. So I like Uncle Marty. Uh, outside of that, uh, I'm going to now kick it over to Ron. What did you like about the movie? We were in and out in an hour and 92 minutes. It wasn't an hour and 92 minutes. It was an hour and 32 minutes. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> an hour and 92 felt like an hour and 92 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> For a short movie, this kind of drag. So yes. there, there was a lot of down time on this movie which is is really weird for an hour and 33 minute movie technically uh there should have been more action and less of the other shit and i think that's going to be a negative we'll talk about that in a minute obviously but yeah i agree being short was a good thing i'm assuming that's your only good part yeah pretty much diesel you got anything to add yeah so i'm going to piggyback on your charlito copley actually acted in this movie um it was you know this is just a paycheck movie if i want to call it that i don't think anyone actually believed in this project but uh, it was just a and he put it forth his best work and he was like the only character that anybody could really try to connect with right uh elba's daughter auditioned for the role of his daughter in this movie and i think that's why he signed up for it okay to get his daughter in there and they were like no Okay, <laughs> that's I, even worse. Like I, think, could, she couldn't have done any worse than this. No, oh, I, I agree. But I don't I'm even gonna, know which daughters are talking. About. I think I think the oldest one, but I think that's... Mar. Yeah, how dare you talk about Mar that way? Yeah, but I, I think that was a little bit of it. Like, oh, I'll do this movie, and then <laughs> try to get his daughter into it. But. And the only other positive I've had was randomly in the theater, we would we were those people in the theater just talking during the movie because. We had to find some entertainment. I agree. <laughs> hi-ya, hi-ya. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, did. we definitely went Lion King on it. There's a bunch of other things that we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, I, I said that there would be a great tie in if Idris Elba ends up being the Black Panther and we end up in Wakanda. Yeah. Uh, so Wakanda forever. Anyways, yeah. If this is a lead into that, I'm. I completely changed my review of this. <laughs> uh, with that being said, let's go over the negatives and let's just piggyback off of something you said and I said and Ron said. <coughs> Listen. I didn't like any of the characters in this movie. I didn't think, with the exception of Uncle Marty, 
All the characters were hateable. They were detestable. You didn't give a shit whether they lived or died. Hell, we didn't even get the name of Idris Elba's character until after the fucking movie. Like, you don't hear his name at all. I think you might hear Nate every once in a while, but it was so brief that you wouldn't have caught it if you didn't. We just knew he was a fucking doctor. Yeah. And knew he was dad. Like, that's it. But at the same point in Juncture, they give this whole big backstory where the mom has died and, and the oldest the oldest daughter hates him. So, you know, she brings up and takes shots whenever she can. The youngest daughter is just trying to hold it together because she loves her dad yeah, and she yeah. doesn't feel let down, although her sister says she's let down. It's fucking wild. Yeah, and, the, and there's all this family drama for no fucking reason. Yeah, the other part was I think they were separated and that was the other thing that the daughter was upset about. I don't know if they were officially divorced. But they were definitely separated. Yeah, they were they were separated. So that that's the other point. Like who, you, you, the mother died, they're separated. Like you don't need all that in this story. Like fine, just have the mother dead. Like you don't need them separated. They could have been together because he's a doctor. Just have the daughter be pissed off that you couldn't save mom. But how 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 would you get in him being drunk and going? I, I should have known she was sick. I should have seen it. How could you get that in if if uh, if you don't know because that they were busy, separated? Because he was busy with freaking other patients. I got, I got you. I'm just saying, you. That's the only reason that was brought up, though, yeah. is because it's brought up just before he gets drunk and has this exposition dump, which you could have just done that exposition dump. And this, here's the real fucked up part: they are in the in fear of their lives from this lion that is stalking them, absolutely stalking them, trying to trying to bait them out, mm-hmm. trying to kill them, the whole nine. And this is the time to take pot shots at your dad. Like, no, no, this is the time to survive and then talk shit in therapy. I think you said that during the yeah. movie. Yeah, many a times, like, now is not the time for this. Go to therapy when you get back home and move on. Right now is just trying to survive. So the trailer portrays lion punch, guy fighting for his life. And then to just have all this family baggage bog you down. And you don't even care about these characters because no. your first interaction with Meredith, it's Mare. It serves no purpose to further the story or build a character arc for this girl. So why even put it in there? It was all these things that were unnecessary that didn't make any of the characters feel relatable. No, yeah. agreed, agreed. Like you should at least edit ten minutes and just had like the funeral in the beginning, so you could see. I don't yeah. know if I wanted to add anything. Well, they could have cut some ten minutes. And added <laughs> well, that well, you know what I mean. But add, add a, like the funeral scene in the beginning, and then Dad taking them to South Africa. Yeah, like something to get an arc going yeah so now we end up in this place where as i said in the spoiler free this is a mix of cujo and jaws the revenge so the cujo stuff was actually not bad that was the the shining light of the movie i should have said that earlier but it doesn't hold up because the first and most important part about cujo is that you actually care about the mother and child in the car now at this point in juncture the only person you give a fuck about in the truck and he's not in the truck for some of it is uncle marty Mm -hmm. so now you're like okay the rest of the family i feel like fuck it if the lion gets him we win right so the cujo moments where you're getting some suspense from the lion stalking and there's some straight shots taken out of cujo which is fine i like the homage Mm. to it that's great but once you take away the human element all of a sudden it's for nothing now it gets to the bad part jaws the fucking revenge Somehow, somehow, this lion, like not a supernatural lion, not the crow lion as you made reference to in the theater. We're going to keep referencing things we talked about in the theater. No, this is a normal ass lion. So in the beginning of the movie, this lion, its pride is killed. It somehow lives, although it's shot. So it has been shot. That's, that's to be noted because that's the first thing. It's been shot. 
Now it's hunting any human because it's out for revenge. Then it locks on to our heroes, if you will. <laughs> and that is where the problem lies. This thing is trying to use Uncle Marty as bait to bait them out. This lion somehow uncannily knows when they are in or out of their vehicles or whatever. This lion also takes a trank gun like a beast, <laughs> pun intended. Mm -hmm. Then, then, in one of the climax scenes of this movie, it literally, it jumps on the car. The car starts to fall down this in this cliff, this embankment. I shouldn't even say cliff. It's not really a cliff. It's about 30 foot drop. Yeah, it's 30 foot drop, we'll say. Okay. So as this, so... It gets on the car. Uncle Marty gets the, the girls out. And then the car, like Uncle Marty, just kind of fucking hits it into neutral. Well, it's got, by the way, Uncle Marty's got the lion in a headlock. I don't know if you remember that yeah. or not. He's got the fucking lion in a headlock. So but we'll forgive that because Uncle Marty's the shit. Yeah, Marty, <laughs> Uncle Marty does this shit for a living, man. So he clocks <laughs> this motherfucker into neutral, which means, you know, the wheels are ready to go. So they go off the side because it was stuck on a tree on the embankment. So as they go out, the fucking lion goes out the windshield. The fucking Range Rover... Hits it once on the way down, hits it twice on the way down, and then lands on top of it and bounces off of the lion, mm -hmm. right? But it still hits it twice and lands on it. So the lion should be a little fucked up, right? If you follow any physics in the world of Wiley e. Coyote, yes, he will be fucked up. <laughs> but no, no, no. The lion walks over like nothing happened into the vehicle, which now they have gas cans on top of the vehicle that is leaking into the vehicle, which they have on the Savannah, so it's it's not just there. But Uncle Marty remembers he's got his Zippo. So as the lion comes in, which gets doused in fucking gasoline, mm -hmm. and Uncle Marty's doused in gasoline, and Uncle Marty apologizes, sorry friend, because he's an animal guy. Mm -hmm. He fucking zippos and <laughs> to, their, to their credit, they didn't blow up the car because that wouldn't happen. But it is a fucking fireball from hell, and it, it's lit on fire. So both of them are in the vehicle. They're both lit on fire. So our heroes steal one of the poacher's vehicles. Yep. They go to, which is another whole story we'll talk about in a minute. They get to this place that's about four miles away. So this lion has been fucked up on fire. Somehow this lion is still running and finds them four miles the fuck away. Yep, you heard me right. By the way, also... Just singed. Yep. Not burnt to shit, just singed. So, like, we have a supernatural fucking line somehow, and I don't know how, and that drives me nuts. You want to speak on that shit, Diesel? Well, I called it in the movie theater. This movie was Crow the Lioning. The, <laughs> it was fueled by revenge and hatred and the thirst for justice. That's why it was using the good guys as bait. That's why he didn't kill Charlito Copley's Uncle Marty character. That's why he didn't kill Idris Elba. You know, it just fucked with them. You know, he's like, all right, well, we're going to use you for something. But, you know, it definitely felt like a supernatural beast. And if they want to go down that road, awesome. But go down that road. Don't half-ass it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't say it better. Here's the thing. Let's talk about that church schoolhouse they go to right? which were introduced in the beginning of the movie so let's talk about that first there's a beginning part of this movie when they first go out to the savannah where uncle marty takes them to meet this pride of lions that he raised the two male cubs from since the time that they were cubs all the way until now right so these two lions remember him and we get lion hugs mm -hmm. which was kind of a fun part of the movie let's be honest and cute because mm -hmm. lion hugs are cute so we get the lion hugs. And then also you got to forget the fact that usually there's only one male per pride. However, because they were raised together like brothers, there is there is actually some precedent to that. Unless you're Sigurian, right? 
Right, that's true. But th- once again, they, <laughs> they, there is precedent to it because they were raised yes. and then released. I'm just saying, so they, they have a they have a they have like a bond. One of them would be missing his testicles, though. Probably, <laughs> but they have a bond. They're brothers. So, anyways, get past that. There, they mentioned that if any other lion was to come near the pride, the two the two males would tear that motherfucker up because the women go hunt, but the men protect the the pride. That's going to come into play, folks. Obviously. So also, while we're going there, to get to that pride, you have to pass this schoolhouse that was a missionary. And Uncle Marty talks about it, and they pass it, and they go there. Well, later on in the movie, when we just talked about them going to there, guess what was inside the missionary? Diesel? Of all things, because these people that are running the the wildlife refuge, they are also anti-poachers. They will shoot a motherfucker. This is the poacher's fucking secret hideout. Right where they know... That the, the the refuge people go by every day. You're not going to put your refuge there. Well, not only are they not going to do that, but how the fuck did the refuge people not see the vehicles mm-hmm. and the movement? Because we have full-on pelts and everything else inside of this poacher's den. Yep. It, are you kidding me? It's a little shop of horrors for our crow lion. But it had to be that way because when the lion finds them there, Idris Elba locks the two children inside of the uh, inside of one of the areas behind a gate, and then it he he gets the, the lion to follow him. <laughs> Besides leaving every other door open, yeah. <laughs> one of the biggest biggest like gripes that we were we were yelling in the theater. They they make it there. The one daughter's fucked up. He's carrying her in. The other daughter's behind. They leave every door open willy nilly. Every door. It, come, it comes into play, of course. <laughs> uh. But after he locks them in a room, finally, he distracts the lion and brings the lion out to chase him. So the lion chases him, and then we get the, the, the fight of the fights. We get Idris Elba versus the lion, the thing we all came to see. And by the way, did not disappoint. There was a fist fight. Come on. I like. I, you got to be honest. He punched the fucking lion in the face. That's what we were there for. <laughs> Yes, but what they do at the climax of it, they just cut away and no, no, end we're it. getting we're getting there. Let's get let's 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 let's, let's actually talk it up slightly. So we get the fight we were looking for. Idris Elba gets gets some licks in, but the the fucking lion's fucking him up. No, yeah. The fact that he's alive is 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 also bullshit. Let's be honest. Plot armor. Yeah, yeah. So the lion is tearing chunks out of him, but Doctor Mar or Doctor uh, Nate is stabbing him. Like he's getting some licks in, but the lion's doing the lion shit. The lion's here. fucking him up. Right? <laughs> So right before the line, he's up. Elba's down for the count. He's getting ready to go for the kill. And then gets tackled by one of the lions. And the other lion jumps in. And we get a two-on-one handicap match. Now the supernatural lion is now getting fucked up by the other lions, right? And so you then and Elba finds himself over to like a tree. And he leans his head against it like a, a down branch. I know I was leaning back from the mic, so he got away there. But he's leaning back. So you would think, oh, we're going to see the two fucking lions tear this other lion to shit. And I'm all for that. Right. We're ready. Nope. We uh, hear Abduya come to the thing. You don't see him. You just hear that he's there. Because you only see him in that one scene in the movie. You just hear that he's there. And then you go to the eyesight of Dr. Nate as his eyes close. And it goes to fucking black. And we don't get to see the fucking lion fight. I was getting a decent blowjob, and then her jaw started to hurt, and she gave me the worst hand job ever. <laughs> this ending of the movie, fucking baffling, puzzling, shitty. Then they go to the hospital, of course, and he gets better, and then they go take a picture where their mother had a picture, and happy ending! Because, you know, happy ending was going to happen. But 
the fact that we didn't get I don't I don't care about the happy ending. That's fine. We should have gotten to see some uh, two-on-one handicap match action. Like, more than what we got to see a little snippet of. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. I am even willing to sun- suspend disbelief that Idris Elba's character takes on this lion and survives by himself. You don't even need to introduce the other two lions. He kills that lion. It's never going to happen in the real world, but we're not watching a real-world documentary. So just make it what we want. Yeah. Him killing that lion. Yeah. Or at least us seeing the lion fucking die. Yeah. Diesel, you want to add anything to the negatives? We covered all that stuff, but there's got to be something else I missed. Dude, it was... It was one of those movies where, again, we were the entertaining part of this movie because it was just so bad on every front. Like, even, like, trying... Like, I was doing the opposite of what I normally try to do. I was grasping at straws trying to find something that I could, like, clutch onto and enjoy about this movie. Yes. And aside from Marty, there's nothing. I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Ron, you got anything else you want to add, or we got it all covered? No, it pretty much covers it all. It's, <laughs> it's just that bad of a movie. I agree. Well, before we give our scores, you know we like to do a little something. So, you know you know what time it is. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> by the way, Diesel, I do want to point out, since you missed the first part of the show, Ron was pitching that he should win by forfeit. <laughs> but since you're back, that means Diesel is our defending champion. I don't even want to win on this movie. <laughs> That's giving it too much credence. Diesel is then our just defending. say one all the way through. Diesel is our... That, that could be a way to win, though, in this yeah. game. Uh, Diesel is our defending champion. Of course, the game is played simply as this. It is Price is Right rules. Whoever comes closest without going over, except for the tiebreaker question. In that case, the tiebreaker can be worth two points if everybody's done badly. The tiebreaker is the closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties here. We have to have a winner. And I make up the rules so I can change them at any given goddamn time. Are you gentlemen ready uh-huh. to uh, play the game? Ron, you get to go first since you're the challenger. IMDb, out of 10, using points, what did they give Beast? 5.1. Diesel. This is what I'm probably going to be angry at, but I, I got to go with my heart. A 3. Ron gets the points. 5.9 out of 10. Way too high. Diesel, Ron Tomatoes, out of 100%, what did they give Beast? 40. Ronald. Oh, you're probably right. Uh, I'll go 50 just to give you a little. Give him a little? Yeah. So 50, yeah. 40, giving a little, taking a little, and... Ron is your new champion. 68%. Holy what? fuck. All right, gentlemen. Can Ron get the flawless victory? We're going to find out right now. Google users. Out of 100%, what did they give it, Ron? 72. Diesel. I think I'm going to win this one, but in my head I was thinking 78. I'm not trying to screw you on this one. 78. 78. It's going to be something like 89. And you said? 72. 72. 72, 78. 72, 78. And Diesel blocks the flawless victory 84%. Oh, Jesus What Christ. the fuck? <laughs> Fucking retards. Google users, ladies and gentlemen. Google users. Uh, with that being said, now it is time for us to give the nerd score and my critic score. So it is as follows. The nerd score is a mixture of the critic score, an entertainment score, and our recommendation. So with that being said, you can be a bad movie and still actually come out with a higher score than you would get in a critic score just because, hey, there's a lot more that goes into this entertainment and so on. 
The nerd score does not have a lot of points. It is just what it is. So if there is at the beginning of the scale, there's a one. That is just now. Don't watch it. It's terrible. It's the worst of the worst. There's no redeeming values. Never watch it. Two is a you've been warned. That means it's not terrible, but it isn't good, and you probably shouldn't watch it. You've been warned. Three is, ah, it's good. That means it's a average movie to a good movie. But, uh, you know, you should wa- you can watch it. You can put it on the background, but I wouldn't pay money for it. Don't rent it. Don't buy it. Don't go to the movie theater to see it. But you know what? Checking it out isn't a bad idea. You won't regret seeing it. But it's not going to knock your socks off. Four is just take my money. These are very good to great films that uh, you can feel free to go see in the theater or rent or buy because they're worth paying money for because they are good and you're going to enjoy them and you probably will enjoy them more than once. And last but certainly not least, Rarified Air, and I guarantee nobody's picking it for this one. It's the five spot. It's certified nerd. These are the great movies, the greatest movies, the legendary movies, movies like Jaws, movies like Jurassic Park. Uh, I know you notice I named beast movies for this. Those are things like they're certified nerd. Definitely not Jaws, the revenge. However, with that being said, with the nerd scores out there, let's go to round first. What is your nerd score for beast? I'm not going to lie. When I came out of the theater, I was thinking like a two tops but after re-talking about this shit it's a one <laughs> don't even bother whoa he's giving it a one just no just say no to beast according to ron diesel uh, same logic actually when we got out i'm like it's a solid two the more you break it down and the, how i compare it to uh where the crawdads thing which wasn't memorable enough to be a one this is memorable enough to be a one don't go see this movie one out of five that is two just say no's at the one level you know what? I'm going to break uh, character here, and I'm just going to say I gave it a two. It is, it's, it's you've been warned. I don't think this is – I've seen far – like, I, I'm I'm harder on the ones because you have to be a terrible film. Like, Chernobyl Diaries levels bad. This wasn't Chernobyl Diaries levels bad. Was I – was it good? No. But it wasn't Chernobyl Diaries bad. And that's all I'm saying. See, when we were joking about, you know, our picks for the top three man versus beast movies, and you guys were coming up with, you know, all the bad ones, I would much rather watch the sci-fi originals, like the Sharknados, Sharktopus. The, the Sharktopus, those man versus beast movies that are horrible sci-fi movies. I would actually much rather watch any of those. I'll give you credit. They're more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will give you credit. I just, I'm once again, it's harder for me to give things a one because they have to be completely terrible. With that being said, I would probably be with you guys. I understand why you gave it a one. I'm just saying I give it a two because for some reason it's not in that category. It's just like when we talked about bodies, bodies, bodies. Spoiler alert if you guys have, a, if you're on Patreon, patreon.com slash 3FN podcast for as little as $1 a month, you get that exclusive review. Uh, I'm just going to say I didn't review that well either. But once again, same logic. It's not one of the worst movies I've ever seen. There was a couple of parts. And also, I gave it some points. I'm going to be honest. I gave it some entertainment points from the chat that went on in the in the theater. Because yeah. let's be honest, I'll never see this movie again. So that's why it's a two. <laughs> so I'll give it credit. Uh, whatever. At the end of the day, it's still a terrible movie you should never watch. Because one, you've been warned, and, three, and two, just knows, means you should never watch it. And here comes my critic score. This movie, I gave this movie originally a two and a half out of ten. So it barely made the cut of a two, by the way. But there was just enough saving grace for that. With that being said, I did give it an extra point, to be honest, because when I, when I found out that the writer wrote this and pitched it as Cujo meets Jaws the Revenge, I went, 
Okay, well, I picked that out on my own, so that means she got through what she meant to get through. So I'm giving it a three and a half out of ten just because of that. So uh, I'm sorry to the very nice woman who wrote this, and uh, thank you for, you know, without me tagging you or anything, thank you for liking and dropping a comment. But, uh, yeah, this movie was not good. No. Not good at all. Moose Jaws would be way better. Well, Moose Jaws will be way better. That's a whole other ballgame, but who knows if we'll ever see that. Yeah, I know. With that being said, though, that is going to do it for this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. Remember, next week we are digging into the Patreon grab bag uh, because of Sci-Fi Horror Fest, and I won't have time to go see The Invitation. So next week, 3FN Movie Club Review will be of Angus out of the Patreon grab bag. Also, the following week, it looks like we are doing a honk, honk for, uh, was it Honk for the Lord? Or Honk, honk for Jesus? Honk for Jesus, save your soul. There it is. Thank you. I, I couldn't remember the name of it, but the Tiffany Haddish vehicle, that uh, I think it'll be real funny. So I, I want to review that one. I think it's, I think we need yeah. a I think we need a fucking palate cleanser and a comedy. That's what we need. Yeah, we haven't had a good comedy this year. Exactly. That's what we need. So with that being said, those are your next two weeks of 3FN Movie Club Reviews. Now we have to get down to business. It's time to pay them bills. It's time for some shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You tell them to type in 3FN Podcast into any podcast provider. And booyah kasha, there we are. While you're there, make sure you smash that follow or subscribe button so you get the show delivered to you each and every week automatically. It doesn't necessarily download it, but it does make sure that you are notified when the show does come out, which helps. And it also helps with the algorithm, so you're helping us out. If you've done all those things and you're like, hey, Rich, I've done all those things. It's simple. Have you given us a five-star review on your favorite pod, uh, podcatcher out there? If you haven't, could you do that for us? It's absolutely free for you, and it means the world to us. We're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, 3FN Podcast. There, you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review. Help us spread the word of nerd. Of course, we are on Twitter and TikTok at 3FN Podcast and on Instagram at 3FN Pod. Remember, for all of the social medias, whenever talking about the show, use that hashtag 3FN Pod. But guys, you didn't get the social implications of how great the movie Beast was. Here, let me tell you all about it. 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Here's a double shot. First of all, make sure you follow us over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. There's events still going on over there. You want to be notified when we go live? Make sure you're following us over there as well. And of course, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, you can do that at patreon.com slash 3FNpodcast. You get a ton of bonus content, including the 3FN podcast every week. You get it before everybody else. And on top of that, it's the uncut, unedited, uncooked edition of the show. So you get a little couple extra segments of us talking and all sorts of great stuff. On top of all of that, you get three, count them, three bonus shows. You get two times a month. You get 3FN After Dark, myself and Diesel's little comedy venture where we talk all things uh, unserious in the world and on PC and have a good time joking about it. And last but certainly not least, once a month you get We Love Movies where we dive into that Patreon grab bag. We pull out a movie and we give a bonus review of movies from the past that we may have loved before. Who knows if we still love them now, but you can find out when we do We Love Movies monthly plus sometimes we do patreon exclusive uh, reviews like we did with bodies 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 sometimes uh they're open to everybody sometimes they're just for patrons and then when they're open to everybody you get them early and if they're not you just get them on patreon so little as a dollar you can support us it's awesome it helps us pay the bills around here and bring you this podcast each and every week commercial free so we really do appreciate it patreon.com slash 3fn podcast h t t p colon slash slash 3fnpo D-C-A-S-T dot com. 3FNpodcast.com for all three F- things 3FN podcast. Wow, I can't say that. Uh, by the way, I just want to throw this out there. 
you'll be very proud. I thought about you this week. When I was doing when I was updating 3fnpodcast.com, when I had to put in things that were URL'd into baked into the the you know, when you click on them, yeah. like if you click on the picture, it sends you to this location. If you click on, you know, all yeah. that stuff. You had to put in http colon slash slash. And then Ew. you didn't have to do the www though. You just did http colon yeah. slash slash and then if it was the podcast, 3fmpodcast.com or whatever. I thought that was kind of funny because I was doing I was like, man, this would make Diesel think he was justified. <laughs> but with that being said, 3fmpodcast.com. Go out there and get all the information about the 3FM podcast, 607TWS, and so much more. The links to the T Public store are there so you can buy some swag and support us. The Twitch link that I mentioned earlier is there. So is in the Patreon link. It can take you right over. Lots. It's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Of course, also friends of the show, like the Ocho Dura Parlay Hour podcast, you can go over to their website or... Now, because we just fixed this, you can stream their show from 3FNpodcast.com, just like you can stream the 3FN podcast from there. And 607TWS is fucking amazing, right? The technology we have over here. Yeah. I tell you. Also, you can go check out those bands who support us with letting us use their music, including the band that does our theme song, Shout Out the Robots. Also, shout outs to Second Suitor, Tom Jolu, uh, Floodlands. Uh, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and the Jasons from West Virginia, and many more that are helping us out. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Their names and links to all their stuff is in the website. There's a whole music session for that. Please check them out on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp, and support them because they support us. And last, but certainly not least, we have the local sponsors who also, on top of the patrons who support us on Patreon, they are the ones that... Bring the show to you with no commercials. You don't have to hear us pitch dick pills or ball razors or anything else because of these great places. So we need to give them a shout out right now. First of all, our good friends at Dragon Master Games who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. Uh, for all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And of course, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events at the store, hit them up and follow them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rod's Auto Detail. Located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three fat nerds sent you. Before I do the last one, I just want to be honest. You laughed at me for fucking up, so I got to laugh at you for fucking up. It's beautiful. You see, that's karma, motherfuckers, and that's why we leave it in, because I like it. Uh, with that being said, the last, our last sponsor that I got to talk about, of course, going down this Friday and Saturday in Vernon, New York, at the Vernon Downs Casino. That's right, August 26th and 27th. Guess what time it is? It's Sci-Fi Horror Fest. And, of course, Richard Mouser's going to be there. You know you know him from the It miniseries. You know him from The Thing and uh, Diesel's, one of Diesel's favorite movies he knows him from as well. And what's that movie, Diesel? My Girl with an emphasis on My Girl Part 2. Ooh, the Booyah Kashaw, right there you are. Of course, also going to be there is C.J. Graham. He played Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 6. And last but certainly not least, there's a trailer dropping tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We've heard from Bloody Disgusting for Terror Fire 2. And the star of Terror Fire 2, Art the Clown, David Howard Thornton himself, will be in the house at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Plus, there's a ton of vendors. There's other celebrities. There's makeup effects artists. There is all, there's haunted attractions, mediums, paranormal people, everything. You name it, it's there. Toy companies are there. Larger Than Life's there. There's a bunch of people. It's going to be one hell of a shindig on Friday and Saturday. And you know who else is going to be there? The three 
FN podcast is going to be in the his house. Come visit us. Come check all that stuff out. It is simple. A one day pass costs you $15. Two days cost you $20. You can't beat those prices with a stick, especially with all the vendors and everything showing up. I know that a lot of people are coming, so hope to see everybody there. For all ticket information, you can buy tickets at the door, by the way. That is allowed. But if you would like to get them early, you can go ahead and do that at SciFiHorrorFest.com. Ronald. One out of ten stars. The worst. Okay, I am a film lover, but this is probably the worst piece of crap film in the film history. All the Lord of the Ring films were very boring. Like, holy crap, three hours of just really boring. Give me my money back. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. I'm surprised you didn't go the Kevin Smith route. Talk about movies about walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, you can watch the show coming up this upcoming week, I do believe. Yeah. Amazon Primers is two weeks. It's, it's, it's close. Because Game of Thrones just started. It was only a little bit after Game of Thrones was starting. Yeah, Game of Thrones started last night, and I've heard actually really good things about it so far. I was going to say, 10 million viewers on its opening night. I just want to throw that out there. Crashed HBO Max. It crashed HBO Max. Well, then again, Warner Brothers is also crashing Crash HBO Max. So I guess it's, I guess it's uh, you know, w, WB Discovery. Either yeah. way, say the full name. <laughs> uh, so I guess it's fair. What's fair is fair. But hey. We don't, we don't cover that because we don't watch that shit. No. Uh, sorry, I'm just not into that. If you are, go over to our good friends at the ODPH. I know they're going to be breaking that shit down this uh, upcoming Wednesday yes. on the ODPH podcast. And I already it, have that under good authority. Yeah, because it's already written. Like, they have a history book, and it just tells the whole story that they're telling. It's wonderful. Uh, with that being said, though, thank you so much for tuning in to this movie review and nerd news podcast. I hope you were entertained by our opinions and thoughts, especially about our review of uh, Beast. Of course, tune in next week when we'll bring you more nerd news. And, of course, the 3FN Movie Club review of Angus. Until then, for my for the 3FN podcast, I say take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds. Later. I've been nominated for the convention challenge by Gary Busey. I'll see you everybody on Saturday at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. Somebody get the bail money. (laughs) 